Hey everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Reddit Readings. In today's episode we are diving back into the confession subreddit. Enjoy. Reddit Readings, episode 49. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I didn't pay for parking during all of college thanks to Photoshop. I commuted to college for three years where they charged a stupid amount to park daily in a pay and display lot. Halfway through the first semester, I did the math, which prompted me to look at all of the pay and display tickets and notice what numbers changed and when. I scanned one and photoshopped it to apply to whatever day as needed, printed it out, and put it on my dashboard. Never caught, save thousands. Thieving from thieves is okay. I broke somebody's spinal cord, and now he is paralyzed for life. When I was 12, there was this boy in my classroom who loved gymnastics I used to pick on sometimes. Me and my friends called him girl and stuff. One day in gym class, he was doing some kind of gymnastic twirl. I do not know what this is called in English, but it is like a complicated gymnastic pose, idk, when I decided to push his back with my foot in order to make him fall. He fell down to the ground heavily and broke his spinal cord, which most likely will have him paralyzed for his entire life. I was not sentenced in any way due to the fact that it was considered an accident and because of my young age, law might be different in my country than in the US. I just got changed to another school. I have tried to reach him and his family several times, but they do not want anything to do with me, of course. He was a boy with dreams and talent in gymnastics and I have forever ruined his life. I have been depressed since. I wish I could swap places with him because he does not deserve that. Almost three years have passed and it feels like a never-ending nightmare. Somebody will not be able to live his life properly because I'm a jerk. No one wants to be near to me since then. I look forward to start an anti-bullying campaign in the future but nothing will ever be enough because the boy will always be in a wheelchair, no matter how much I try to redeem myself. Stealing drugs from my dead dad. To make this clear, I've never stolen from a person before, but when I was 17 and my dad died, I took all his morphine and clonopin out his med cabinet. I never felt bad because I know he would have done the same thing, lol. When I was younger I saw a lady drop $100, I picked it up and used all of it on Yu-Gi-Oh cards right in front of her. Basically, she dropped the $100 bill in one of the aisles of this game store. I picked it up and I remember wanting to give it back, but I was there to get Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I had recently lost all my good cards to my friend in a bet, so this was a miracle of sorts to make a solid comeback. So I kept it, I thought the woman had left the store. So I went to go purchase my cards. Right as I gave my money to the cashier, she walks up behind me watching me buy my $100 worth of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. This isn't a normal thing to do. She said nothing though, and I left before she went to go buy her items. So I didn't have to see the look on her face when she realized. There is no doubt in my mind that once she realized she was $100 short, she would make the assumption it was the kid in front of her in line who spent 100 on cards. I pretended my dad had a heart attack, 
to get out of a work contract early and still get my bonus for completing it. So about three and a half years ago I was fresh out of college. I unexpectedly graduated college early because I realized how much debt I was already in, realized I'd been working my ass off way harder than I needed to, and if I just pushed a little harder for my junior year, I'd have all the credits I needed for my degree. Without that extra year of planning, I realized I had no idea what to do. During my last semester I applied for a seasonal job that provided housing across the country and got it. Two weeks after graduation, I left. My boyfriend had applied to the same company and didn't get hired, so I left him behind and we became long distance. The job was a blast. I was literally living inside of a national park. I made great friends. But not having my partner of the last three years by my side was tough, and one of my roommates was actually insane. She went off her meds and myself, and my other roommate kept overheating her talking to someone in the bathroom about how much she hated us, and how she was afraid she would do something. I kept dreaming I woke up to my other roommate stabbed in her bed. The crazy roommate was also a filthy hoarder, so we were living in actual filth. It was nauseating to be in the same room as her, and I was terrified to even try to touch her stuff to clean it up. For weeks, I had my things packed in case I had to run out. I spent two whole paychecks on a car off Craigslist because I didn't have one, and I felt vulnerable without an escape plan, no cell service, only one mountain phone in the office. One day we get home from work and I ask my manager to speak to her in her office. My plan was to explain the situation and ask if there was any room for me and my good roommate in another apartment. But what really happened was I started sobbing. Like, ugly, can barely breathe sobbing. It just slipped out. I said my dad had a heart attack and I needed to go home. In that moment I realized if I broke my contract, I wouldn't get the sizable bonus we were promised if we stayed. I said I didn't want to leave them hanging, and I was really worried about money, since my dad couldn't work. She said that family came first, and she'd see if I could still get my bonus. All my stuff was already basically packed so within 15 minutes of that conversation I was on the road. I didn't even go to my parents. I drove 24 hours to my boyfriend's, a completely different state than my parents. The shitty car was a trooper and didn't break down until about a week after I got there. I didn't even say goodbye to the friends I made there. Not only did I get my bonus about a week later, I was able to call them for the next season and get my boyfriend and myself jobs as managers and we worked there for two years. My crazy roommate tried to come back but wasn't hired, thank god she was also a shitty employee. I'm still not sure why I didn't just tell the truth that day and honestly feel guilty for it. I shoplifted over $6,000 worth of clothing in one stint. This was almost 10 years ago. I was a sales associate as a teen at a well-known chain retail skate store. It was a cool job, but my store manager sucked. Just rude and aggressive all the time, bullied the staff every day. I rocked it as a salesperson. I doubled my goals almost daily always at least met them. One day, the store manager got our numbers for the quarter. We were a little behind where we should have been, but there were also two new associates who weren't carrying their weight. Store manager blamed me for the numbers and accused me of giving discounts to people and allowing others to shoplift. I had never done either of those things. I was livid. So, one night with a group of four friends or so, one of which used to work at the store with me, we came up with a plan to raid the place 
to give the store manager something to actually complain about. So, I went into my shift on a Sunday morning, knowing the assistant manager would be hungover. I convinced him to take a nap out back, and that I wouldn't tell if he let me claim the sales for the day. He didn't care about anything, so it was an easy yes. Cue my friends coming in, acting as customers with their beach bags as I'm working with regular customers on the floor alone. A customer, friend, would bring their purchase to the counter to ring out and have the security tags removed and then immediately go into the changing room and bag it. Bring it to their cars, wait 20 minutes, do it all over again. We all had lists of items we wanted and I had mine piled on the counter ready to be taken. In one hour we completed the list and my friends left. The assistant manager came back from his nap oblivious, I wrapped up my shift and went home. We divided up the clothing and celebrated. Never got caught. I put my notice in the next day, and that was that. Old friend from work told me when the next quarterly report came out, after I quit, the numbers were so bad from shrink, inventory of clothing missing with no money to show for it, the store manager got demoted. Was it wrong? Yes. Would I do it again? No. Do I regret it? Not even a little bit. I've stolen hundreds of dollars from New York State. This has been eating away at me for years. In New York when I live, there's a 5 cent bottle deposit fee for every recyclable bottle you buy. I think they do this to encourage recycling. PA doesn't care about the environment, so they don't charge the fee. I live very close to the state line, so I buy anything bottled in PA then return them in New York. I've estimated it's totaled in the hundreds. Take that New York. Anarchy Berger. Hold the government. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I burned a part of my apartment building because I didn't put out my cigarette. Eight years ago, when I smoked cigarettes, one night I smoked one before bed. I flicked it, and it landed in the corner of the side frame of the building. The wind was light, so I figured it would have gone out. I went to bed, and two hours later I get a loud bang on the door. I was asleep on the couch, so it scared the hell out of me. I see the police light, and I'm thinking I'm about to get busted for weed. Another story for another time. So I open the door scared out of my mind and the officer says in a calm but happy tone, Do you know your house is on fire? I look to my left, and the side frame is up in flames as well as the side of the apartment building. I wake up my roommate and his girl and we did the dash out of the apartment. And onto the sidewalk. A couple more friends who lived in the next building over saw the smoke and rush over to see if we were fine. Anyway to sum this up, once the fire was out I saw how it was burned, and sure enough it was where the cigarette bud fell. The fire department investigator asked me questions about if I smoked, when I last smoked, etc. I lied a bit otherwise it would have been a confession, and at the time, being 20 years old I had no idea if I would get in trouble or not. I think the investigator knew I lied on a couple questions, but he couldn't do anything about it. He was giving me that highly suspicious look like a parent does when they know their kid did something wrong. Everything cleared up and the cops and firefighters left. We went back to sleep after a blunt. 
I woke up the next morning and saw the damage in the day and it was rough. I just thought how we could have been dead and it would have been because I didn't put out my cigarette. I'm crying a bit right now because the reality of it hit me once again. Put out your cigarettes when done or it could be your life or someone else's. I have been clean of cigarettes since March 2017. Illegally served beer. When I was 16 I worked in a restaurant. For those unaware, in the US it is illegal to serve alcohol until you are at least 18 years old. We had a couple that came in on a regular basis that were pretty rude and just generally annoying to deal with. Had a complicated order, thought the world revolved around them, the works. The woman often ordered beer, and one day, when she came in, I just wanted to make her go back to her table and stop talking to me so without thinking I grabbed the bottle she ordered and passed it over the counter to her. It was a somewhat busy day, so I was quickly on to the next customer, and the next, and so on. So I soon forgot about the incident, didn't think to let anyone know it had happened. A few weeks later, someone from the liquor authority showed up saying there had been a complaint about a minor serving alcohol. I denied having done it, and the manager that was there believed me and assured the man that that most definitely never happened. This was several years ago now, and I haven't mentioned it to anyone since. I found a loophole in a food ordering app and ate one thousandths of dollars worth of free food. So started at college a year back, and on our Facebook group there was an advertisement with a promo code $15 free on your first order. This is an app that lets you dine in only to specifically really nice places to eat. So I put in the code, drive to the place, and eat some food I could never really afford. So then I realized the promo code does not require a purchase or anything. All you need is a card with at least $1 on it. Plus if you add a custom comment on the order you can make it to go. Also, if I ordered under $15 I ate for free. So now I think it's hacker time. What if I used a free disposable debit card website, VPN, and a fake email to repeat my free orders? I think there had to be something I'm missing, but I try it a couple of times and boom free food. That is honestly amazing. I do this for about 3 months every day, and other than a few hangups switching free email services and VPN I got well over $1000 worth of food in my city. I did not even change the promo codes even more than a few times and just searched up more when it did not accept my old one. It became my habit to finish classes for the day, do my magic, and then eat good noodles every day for dinner. So I ate some pretty good food, but I was still kinda paranoid. But nothing can keep me from some good food, so I ignore my moral compass for some gourmet Italian food. I also even made some friends with the cooks and staff at some of the restaurants because I was there so often. I also ended up giving some pizzas to a couple of the homeless in my neighborhood because I felt maybe this would make me feel better about stealing. Well finally the day of reckoning came and boom. No promo codes work anymore. I think the website is offering like a $3 promo code a couple months later but now it's not worth it, even if I could do it anymore. I just wanted to share, because although it was stressful it was thrilling to find a cool loophole. I don't think I would do it again, but I would probably have kept doing it if the promo code still worked. I don't know if I can give out the name of the website as I'm still a little worried about getting in trouble. My friend and I lowered our GPA and broke into the teacher's lounge because we were thirsty. I really like soda. Around 5 years ago, my friend B and I were high school freshmen. 
we were really poor, but we still both would scrounge up change to buy a soda every now and then. With the recent healthy lifestyle thing schools were doing, all the soda vending machines were removed. For a while, we were really upset. However, I walked by teacher's lounge one day, while a teacher had the door open, and saw that there was a coke vending machine still in there. Not only that, the price for a single bottle was only $0.50. That was an outright steal to us. We knew we had to get in there. The problem was that the door was constantly locked. We began creating our plan. During lunch hour, we scoped out the normal HS building. Since it was lunch, all students were required to be in the cafeteria. However, we knew a way to have access to the building was to get lunch detention. Kids in detention were at least 20 minutes late for lunch. The easiest way to do that was to not turn in biology worksheet three zeros in biology and a few late lunches later, we found out that one of the teachers would leave a key in the door for easy access. On the fourth day, we put our plan into action. B would watch the door as I slipped into the lounge after the teachers had gotten their lunch. I made my way to the machine with a dollar in quarters. On the way, I noticed a bowl in the corner, labeled soda fund with lots of change, and dollar bills inside. Greed took over me that day. We ran out of the school building with three sodas each. We did this at least four more times throughout the rest of the semester. We had to stop after the school installed security cameras. Eventually, the cheap soda machine was removed. Overall, our average in biology dropped by nearly 15 points. The sodas tasted really good though. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror. Bizarre happenings. Unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.